Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. My name is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains, the train station that brings you great entrepreneurs twice a month. Your hosts are Eric Moss and Van Pappas. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. My name is Van, your friendly financial planner. And I'm Eric, your better business banker. So, Eric, we're going to deviate from our normal schedule of interviewing local business owners. And we've got a guest today. His name is Gerald Evans, and he is a real estate agent, so we can talk a little bit about real estate. But he is running for a Doraville City Council position. And as you know, from time to time, we have interviewed uh, people running for positions. If you remember a year and a half ago, we interviewed all the Champlain City Council members. Uh, You can go back and listen to those. Gerald, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Van, Eric. I appreciate it. So let's let's get the the real estate agent uh, conversation out of the way, so we can spend the rest of the time. So you are a real estate agent um, with who? Keller Williams. Williams. Okay. Yes, First Atlanta and Sandy Springs. So just briefly tell us what's up with real estate these days. It seems like uh, things aren't slowing down, even in a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, things are booming. I mean, right now we have historic low rates as far as interest rates. I recently got a client as low as a 2.75 fixed for a 30-year term, which I don't think I've ever seen that in my lifetime. So uh, (laughs) as one of those things that you can afford more house right now than you initially could. So for example, if you were looking for 300,000, you could probably have that same payment for, you know, 330, 340 of a home. And people are taking advantage of that. Yeah, that concerns me a little because it reminds me of 2006, 2007, when people were buying, you know, uh, a lot of house thinking <laughs> that, you know, they right. could afford it. And we, we know what happened in 2008 and 9 with real estate. Yeah. Uh, I hope, yeah, I, I don't think we're seeing that same environment, but does it concern you at not all? Not as much. Well, not as much. That's a good point. I, I would say the banks definitely have a tighter grip on things right now. Um, no documentation loans are back. They do exist. So people can necessarily um, say they make so much money, but initially do not. However, I need, I need they, they more than a, a pulse to that. get a loan these days, right? Because oh, back, back in the day, all you needed was a pulse to get a loan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tighter. They're still pre-qualifying people pretty tight, but um, you know, Georgia is known for one of the most fraudulent states in the United States. So there are Eric, what are you happen. seeing from the banking side? Is that is you you did Chase Bank have any concern about where real estate is and how low the rates are? On my side, it's mainly the commercial side. Rates are low. We're seeing a lot of refinances. We we also look at you know financials and review things. Um, that's that's a practice that we've maintained. Seeing a lot of refis. Atlanta, though, I mean, as we look at the Atlanta market, Atlanta has so much business, you know, economy, and a lot of people are moving to Georgia from other parts of the country. It's, although nationally, there may be a bit of a bubble to your point, Van, it may not impact Georgia the way that it, it could impact other areas. And I do see that as a bright spot. The, op- the optimist in me thinks that people buying more house is a good thing right, right now. The banker in me is like you, Van, a little concerned, but by and large, I don't see anything that would constitute a bubble. 
on the residential side, commercial real estate could be interesting with this whole work from home environment. Uh, Gerald, are you seeing people wanting homes that have already built in home offices, rooms that are really geared towards setting up a home office? Is that a thing yet? Well, more so, I've experienced more people moving out of condos, not wanting to share the common space, elevators, hallways, things of that nature. So they're moving out to single family homes. There's still been a trickulation in town, uh, but more single family and even some to the suburbs or even outside of the city limits where they can get more space. That's interesting. I didn't even think about the fact that people in condos have to interact with other people that they may not want to interact with. That's interesting. COVID has changed quite a bit, so. Well, let's let's shift gears and talk politics then. And so you're running for a Doraville City Council spot. Typically, though, uh, local elections are done in off years, so they're not typically done at the same time as a presidential or, you know, a Senate-type race. So I know Chambly's three council seats come up in 2021. Why are you running right now? There's like an open seat or something. Explain why why there's an election now. Yeah, that's a great question. It's uh, you're right. It's a special election for a remaining term of a seat that is vacant right now. So it's a one year term that's remaining, um, and that's the race that I'm running in. So if you win, I'm sorry, when you win, you will serve out that one year, which means you're going to have to not only campaign for the next 30, 40 days here to win but you're going to have to do it all over again a year from now. Is that the case? That is correct. Wow. That's, that's brutal. <laughs> Which I just did. This is actually my second term uh, running. I ran back um, last year as it was not a special election. It was for the four-year term. Uh, so that was just for, back for in this October, same year ago. Was it for so Doraville is an interesting area. It's our neighbor to the north. There's a whole lot going on there. And just like there is in Chambly, in your mind, what are the kind of the big, big three things that you see important to the people who would be, you know, looking at voting in this special election? Yeah, well, I'm running on what I like to call the three E's, last name Evans, and that's economic growth, empowering our seniors and embracing our diversity. Um, There's a lot of growth, as you mentioned, kind of in the surrounding cities. And Doraville has had some trickulation of that, but we definitely could see a lot more. Um, and we pride ourselves in saying we're diverse, we're diverse is on our website, it's everywhere you go. And we are. There's a lot of diverse businesses and cultures and languages that are spoken in Doraville. But overall, throughout the city, you don't feel as if it's a come togetherness in a sense um, throughout the city. It's kind of still siloed. And that's something I like to change, as well as leaning on the wisdom of our seniors who have been living in the area 20, 30 years and you know have had some of the same complaints that I've heard from um, different things from code enforcement to water issues to neighborhoods not being kept up um, that I would like to bring changes to. For people not familiar with Doraville, where's kind of the southern border, northern border, east-west? Where's kind of Doraville span from a city standpoint? Sure. So Doraville sits right near Spaghetti Junction, which is I-85 and 285, in between just north of Shambly and just uh, east of Dunwoody. So it's right in the corridor, inside and outside the perimeter, and it sits about four square miles. So there's that big, empty plot of land there. <laughs> yeah. It's been rumored for years that, I mean, it's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything going on with that? I've always been curious to know. So as right now, there's Serta Simmons bedding 
if you're familiar with them, their headquarters is located there. And then there's also Third Rail Studios. They do a lot of production work with a soundstage. I think most recently the Ozarks that's on Netflix film there, as well as Jumanji Part Two uh, with The Rock. Um, and then they're slated for some new uh, apartments and townhomes in the area as well that they have not broken ground on as of yet. Okay. You know, nice. uh, it, it, for our listeners that may not be familiar with what Eric and you were talking about, we're talking about the old GM uh, site, right. which is a huge parcel of land, and it's been in a lot of controversy over the years. One of the things that caused a lot of uh, concern was the connectability from the east side of the city on the other side of the MARTA tracks to the property itself. And I haven't really heard much about if they've actually solved that problem. You know, there was talks about a bridge underneath the, the railroad tracks. There was talking about a bridge over the railroad tracks. Are mm-hmm. they going to be able to connect it or is it really going to be an island away from downtown well, that's the plan. I haven't seen the finalized, but in a conceptual plan, it is uh, slated to have an underground tunnel, in a sense, that will connect the Martyr train stop. And as you said, those of that, that, that may not be familiar, it's the last stop on the Martyr. Doorville is the last stop where it connects to Gwinnett County Transit as well for the Martyr train. And that's the goal nice line north. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You know, it's a great location. I, the population is pretty small. We're at about 10,000 people. But to be right at the perimeter inside and outside and on those main veins from Peachtree and Buford Highway, as well as 85 and 285, it's, it's a great place to be. I'll tell you what, and being in real estate, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure you you address this, but when you're talking about going to an Atlanta United game, a Falcons game, mm-hmm. you know, going into Atlanta, being close to MARTA, is huge. You don't have to worry about parking. Ubers are easy to get. Um, I mean, that's got to be a huge, huge benefit and draw to Doraville you know, for people moving out of condos. I mean, I don't know if you see Doraville, the residential side picking up or, uh, you know, but I know in Chambly, I mean, I've walked to the Chambly Marta stop from my neighborhood and it's a nice. couple miles. Okay. But it's oh. just easy. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes transportation easier. You're right. Um, traffic's been a little bit lighter here recently. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, you can't beat that. You know, what is it, $2 to take it all the way to the airport if you needed to? It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, you know, you, you mentioned the population's around 10,000. Frankly, you know, I've lived here a long time, and I had no idea it was it was 10,000. I can tell you all kinds of statistics about Shambly's population and demographics, but I didn't realize it was so low. One of the things that Shambly has gotten criticized for is adding a lot of apartments, especially along Peachtree Boulevard, and people, you know, hate apartments, but it was calculated, you know, a calculated move to add those apartments to bring more people in. You know, what what's your views on apartments, views on trying to increase the population of Doraville, because we've seen in Chambly, the retailers, once you have the people, will come. I mean, Whole Foods came because they saw all those people being plopped down close to them. Right. There was some lag there, but I think I got what you were trying to say. Um, population density is the main thing when it comes to um, any businesses even coming to the area. And Eric, you may be able to speak more on that. They, they look at the density. Um, they want to know the demographics of people that are locally living in the area. 
And with only 10,000 people, you know, we haven't had a huge matriculation to Dorville. Um, but right now we do have Century Communities that's building new townhomes and single family homes. And we also have some new construction with a neighborhood called Kensington Gates on Buford Highway. Um, not only that, we have a historic neighborhood called Northwoods and a lot of those homes are being gutted and renovated inside to give you that open appeal where you can knock out the wall and have the open kitchen concept, et cetera. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big draw to have those, but we definitely need more. Um, and that, I think overall having that density is going to draw the businesses that we like to have, including with the OGM plan. It's, you know, so Shambly had that strategy of kind of, if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the short time I've lived in Shambly, it seems to be working. There's restaurants popping up. There's the downtown area developing. Yeah. It's been cool to see. Doraville has a very interesting dynamic where they have thousands, billions of cars passing through, you know, with that highway, you know, in the interstate. Is there any way to, how do you factor that in when it comes to planning a city or, you know, using that to drive the, the economy of Doraville? Is it something you look at? Absolutely. At least I do. Uh, visibility is key. You know, as you said, coming off of 285, you can actually see the OGM plant. So if there was some buildings there, just for example, maybe it's a Target or something, just some big box retail store, if that's still going to be a thing, but some brand recognition that people would, would, notice, would notice immediately. Uh, for example, you know, the, there were plans, at least it was a discussion that the Falcons, before they built downtown, they looked at this site at the OGM plant. Same thing with Mercedes-Benz that ended up moving to Sandy Springs. So there's definitely people still, you know, there's a buzz in the, in the streets in a sense where people are still talking about this site, but it needs to definitely move along. But it's not just that site, you know, there's the site at the Tilly Mill Shopping Center. Um, there's the site at the old Kmart and Buford Highway. There's some large fields of land that still need some development and hopefully that happens soon. Wouldn't it be sweet, Van, if they put a golf course in there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Top golf? Hot <laughs> golf would be awesome in there. Um, that would be sweet. So we, one of the things that has helped drive all the growth in Shambly has been their development authority. And I know Dorville has a development authority that is not as active as Shambly's development authority. Um, what's your views and feelings about what the development authority should be doing. You know, one of their tools is tax abatements. Everyone hates tax abatements, but they're a great way to, to push forward development. What are your views on all of Well, to my knowledge, I believe there's a new initiative between Doraville and Shambly um, to create some partnerships with development. Um, it's an acronym, Doraville, the CCID, something yep. like that. Yeah, yep. there is a CID that's going to yes. include businesses um, so that, in both areas. Exactly. Now, the Downtown Development Authority, their focus strictly on downtown and the budget of what happens in that area. Um, so I'm usually not privy to those conversations, but I know that they do bounce some things off of city council. Um, I'm not sure if anything, I, I failed to mention, I'm sorry, that I'm on the planning commission currently right now as well, where I've been for about a year and a half. So I make a lot of suggestions as well as the other board members to uh, the city council. But ultimately, it's their vote and their decision. So some of those conversations we may not have access to. For those listening that may not know, what exactly is Dorville's Planning Commission? Because I think it's similar to Shambly's um, Architectural Review Board, where they give recommendations to city council. 
planning commission doesn't actually you know approve stuff correct we do make a vote but at the end of the day it's just a recommendation recommendation um, to city council correct correct and a lot of things we talk about are ordinances zoning rezoning if there's new businesses coming into the area or want to take over a certain uh, land use permit or something like that or even uh cups which are conditional use permits well eric you know the reason I brought up the development authority is Shambly and Brookhaven are getting reamed by uh, one of our county commissioners. I'm gonna I'm not gonna name him, but people that pay attention know exactly which county commissioner I'm talking about. That does not like cities issuing tax abatements. But you've seen as a resident now that you've been in Shambly what about four or five years now, right? Since April April two, 2015. All right, so five, five years, going on six years, you've seen the growth, because that really, that six years has been when most of the growth is, and a lot of that has come from issuing those tax abatements, and it's actually generated more revenue for the city. Um, you know, I, do you, do you I, agree you know, that just, that's a good way to do it? or Well, so so here's my personal experience, you know, between my wife and I, that Solis, uh, or Solis, you know, uh, development that's a mixed use. It's got bad daddy burgers. It's got Fudo. We eat, we go out to eat there at least twice a month regularly with Fudo being a once a month occasion. It, we're on the first name basis with the servers, you know, it's, um, and I don't know how for those, you know, businesses that come in, how the tax abate abatements work, if it's just for the landowners or, yeah, you know, how that draws out. But, you know, in terms of, you know, while the landowner may be getting a tax, you've got the alcohol tax, you've got all the sales that occur in those areas. If I'm going to go get a quick bite to eat, you know, I'm going to go to something like Blue Top. I'm going to go to Gus's Chicken to get, you know, some food. I'm not, you know, we, we look, we think about going, you know, down to Linux and down into Buckhead, but that, that's a little far, you know, when it comes to just going to get something. So I, from in terms of my own habits, I'm spending money in the areas that have been developed. Yeah. And as that continues, it only excites us more, to be honest. Well, um, I, I venture to say, you know, one of the deals that the Shambly Development Authority did was the Whole Foods complex. And, you know, if you look at the amount of money that complex has brought in, even though the property owner is getting, you know, his taxes abated for a certain amount. Um, you figure every business in that complex pays a business license. They, you have restaurants in there that have to have an al alcohol license. Every server has to have a server license. You're talking about tens of thousands of revenue dollars for the city. And let's not forget that all the properties around that Whole Foods, the property value went up, specifically, Eric, one of your properties, the Chase Bank, right across the street which is not receiving any abatement. So now that property is worth more. Chase is paying more than when they weren't there. So for me, it's like a win, win, win. You know, I think the way you generate more revenue for your city is by driving more business to your city. If you have a tool it's, it's made, to do that, why not? Well, it's, it's, made, it's made me as a resident, you know, more happy. My, you know, my wife goes to Starbucks religiously. Um, there's a Starbucks up in the um, Georgetown shopping center in Dunwoody. 
you know, right at the corner of Savoy or uh, Cotillion and, and 285 and Shambly Dunwoody. Yeah. She will drive to the Whole Foods Starbucks because she just likes that one better. And that's Shambly's home, you know, even though that one Starbucks is, is closer. It's closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, in terms of, you know, the people that I observe, a lot of people use the things that go. And if I'm not mistaken, that Whole Foods, what you were talking about, that was a brownfield. You know, there was some major remediation was. that was needed. It was, I don't, it was, it was a contaminated uh, plant. There was the old Oxford chemical site. Right. So I don't know from a development standpoint, you know, Gerald, you, you know, when there's kind of remediation, if there's issues, it makes it tough for business and, and things to, to go. I don't know on the tax side kind of how that all plays out. I just know that for the resident, for me, I was a fan. I'm a fan of it because I use that's where I live, eat, you know, work with the Chase Bank right there. And, and that's where I play, too. So it's Carol, what, what things in Doraville do you think Doraville City Council well, be focusing on? Well, before I even answer that, I, I will say, just to piggyback on what you all were discussing, I visit that area of Shambly a lot because of those things. That, uh, for example, we don't have a Chipotle, which is one of my favorite quick, fast, easy restaurants. We don't have a Starbucks. So I frequent that area near the Whole Foods Shopping Center quite a bit. And there's many people like me, residents in Doraville, that do the same. So not having those things in Doraville only, you know, helps Shambly's tax dollars because we are constantly leaving to go get some of the things that we need um, that we can't find locally in our own city, which, again, you know, doesn't help our city's tax dollars. So those things like that we would like to bring in. You, yeah, you but, we could, but here in Shambly, we come over to Doraville to, to hit all the great restaurants on Buford Highway. So I think it all washes out. It washes out. <laughs> and the markets. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what would you say Doraville City Council needs to focus on? You know, when you get elected, what I mean, you mentioned economic growth, diversity, seniors. But is there one thing that you want to try to say, all right, day one, this is this is what I'm going to be pushing? You know, I think it's the um, the overall growth of the city. You know, when it comes to the number of businesses, currently there's about 1,600 small businesses in Doraville, but increasing that number, on average, they generated about $5.5 million in Doraville. Uh, but we could definitely expand that. And that can be in restaurants, that can be in retail, um, that can be in small mom and pop coffee shops, et cetera. Um, not only that, bringing in more population density. We need more people here. And, and ultimately that's gonna drive everything else, but also keeping that community feel. And I think one fear that a lot of residents have is they don't wanna be shambly. They don't wanna be done with it. They wanna keep it the small niche feel, but we've seen how you guys have done the development and done with it. We can piggyback and take the good that we want from that, but keep the intimate feel that Doraville has and the eclectic feel and the, the, the non-local businesses as well as the, the, the foods that people flock to. I will tell you the people because you mentioned earlier a neighborhood called Northwoods, and I know Northwoods very well. I have a lot of friends that live in Northwoods. And Eric, if you don't know where that is, it's it's a neighborhood just off of Buford Highway, and it is very much similar to our neighborhood here in Huntley Hills in that it's an older neighborhood. You know, the homes were built, you know, are sort of long in the tooth and. Eric can tell you point blank because he's seen it since he owns a home in Huntley Hills. Our property values in Huntley Hills have skyrocketed since all this development has happened. So 
I think they may say, hey, they want to be eclectic and small and all that. But if they want to see a growth in their net worth and have their biggest asset, which is their home in Northwoods, grow, you know, they're going to want to do this. They, they're going to want that. They don't have to be exactly like Shambly, but they're going to want that development because it's going to help right. Northwoods neighborhood a lot. Absolutely. And to that point, I'd say I had a listing in uh, Huntley Hills about a year ago, um, and it was original. Nothing was updated. And we had it on the market for, I believe it was 3.30, and we ended up selling it. Um, of course, they renovated, gutted it from there, and took it from there. But for example, that same home in Northwoods would probably go for maybe 250 260 So just the location alone, which is one of the number one rules in, in real estate, uh, will make a difference. And they both are inside the perimeter. I would, I would be a big fan of, of, you know, Doraville there. I think there's a way to maintain identity and evolve, you know, also the, the, you know, the feel from a business standpoint, and I'm not an expert Vance Vance more well-versed on how to do that than I am, but it's uh, you know, I think Chambly's done a very good job of maintaining identity throughout. And that's, that's, a, it's a reflection of the businesses. Yeah. And, and the owners of the business, once you start going in and you see, you know, the different food types, the different businesses that locate, it's a, it's a reflection of the city. I love your antique shops there. Uh, the hotel outlets that's there. And then there's another one across the street. I mean, you, you that's really eclectic shopping that you can't find. Even the thrift yeah, stores, St. I, Vincent's, et cetera. Unfortunately, those antique stores are really struggling, not because of the virus, but because the real estate has gone up so much that they're really having a difficult time dealing with the increased rents and increased property values. So, uh, you know, I like them too. I'm just not sure how long they're going to survive in Champlain. Let's talk one last thing. You mentioned seniors. So I am seniors. I'm very passionate about seniors. I have a lot of senior clients and Chambly has some you know, senior living facilities. We have two mercy care facilities, and now we're about to um, come online with a 55 and up apartment complex right on Peachtree Boulevard. And, and I've got a 80 plus year old mother, so seniors are important to me. What do you think Doraville needs to do to help its seniors? You know, being that we sit on some main veins of Atlanta, uh, 85, 285, Peachtree, Beaufort Highway, we need more access to just get out and walk. Um, it's hard to just kind of have walking trails where you feel safe and cars aren't speeding by you at 55 miles an hour, but just to have quick accessibility to get to our parks and even more activities to do in our parks. I mean, it could be yoga or something like that. Um, not only that, I just visited the community you're speaking of. They're not open yet, but my mother was visiting for Labor Day and she's thinking about relocating here. So we visited the 55 plus community. Um, I think they're slated to open next month, but it's beautiful and she loves it. So I think even things like that, where they're going to have a calendar events for active seniors to do something every day. Maybe these are people still driving and don't necessarily even relate to being a senior, but just older and, as you say, longer in the tooth in life, but are still very willing and able to get out and around um, and want some things to do. And even if they're their own age, their, their own age capacity without feeling like they're in a neighborhood where there's a lot of college students or something like that yeah, without music late at nights. The last you thing know. they want is to live in an apartment next to a 20-something. Exactly. <laughs> so. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, 
you never know. There could be, I don't know. There could be somebody, some people looking for that. Maybe you're right. <laughs> What's really sad is I'm really close to the age, age where I can live in that place. <laughs> age is it's just right. a number. It's just well, a number. You're right. Well, Joe, we're almost out of time. So I just wanted to give you a few minutes to sort of tell the audience, you know, uh, where they can go to find out more information. I'm assuming you have a website. Give us all the lowdown. Sure. Everything's Gerald for Doraville. Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D, for F-O-R, Doraville.com is the website. And it's all the same for the social media as well. And, and one last thing before we go, we didn't really talk about the new era of politicking. Um, with the virus, you know, it's difficult to do. I know when I ran for an office, I went to a crap load of doors. Eric went to some of those doors for me, um, but I probably visited a thousand plus houses. What are you doing to try to get in front of people? I mean, are you going door to door or are you doing virtual stuff? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, a good mix of both. Um, I think it's going to be less door to door, but I've definitely visited some people and I have some yard signs out now, but it's more of a digital platform. Um, just in respect of knocking on people's doors during this time, just to make sure that they feel safe and protected. Um, I'll still have some flyers and some mailers that go out, um, but more of a digital focus this year. All right. Well, Gerald, thanks for coming on. Eric, any parting words from your side of the fence? It's, it's an interesting time to be shaking hands and kissing babies, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, what do you do, like the, the elbow bump? or I mean, are handshakes out? I mean, are handshakes completely out? Are we never going to shake hands again in this world? It's a great question. And what are the, what are the, what are the French going to do? The French loving kissing cheeks. Or, I mean, you know, what Air are kisses. they doing right now? They can't do the kiss cheek, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's well, going to change the world. I don't know if we'll ever go back to how things were. This is the new normal. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the French are going to do. They can just bake croissants and you know keep making champagne, and that'll be good for me. That's, that's all that matters, <laughs> right? All right? Nothing from my side. But what is what is vote day? The most important. What is the day of the election? November third. Okay, November the third. So the same. Yeah. The same as the nationals. The same ticket. So I've heard that, I don't, hopefully this is not true, but I've heard that a lot of people only do the nationals and then leave the local municipalities blank and just walk out. So oh, that's horrible. That is simply horrible because the local election is so much more important than the nationals. Yes, absolutely. It's a more immediate effect. That is very true. Well, and it's where you live. It's where you spend your time. It's where you, you know, and you can, you can literally see how it all comes together and be involved and it's right in front of you, um, which is the coolest thing. I mean, we talk about some of the development stuff um, and not only can you see it, but you can directly benefit from it too. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want a sidewalk, you're not calling president Trump to get your sidewalk. You're calling Gerald. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or sending them a DM on Instagram or any other social media. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. We'll be back in two weeks with more great guests on Between Two Trains. Bye.